You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Give no place to the devil is the title of this devotion. And that statement is right here in Ephesians chapter 4. It says there in verse um, 27, nor give place to the devil. That's one verse, Ephesians 4, 27, nor give place to the devil. In other words, we do have or we are given authority in Jesus Christ to say no, not just in the word no, which is a powerful statement to make. And there are obviously times in which we have to say no to certain feelings and thoughts and certain opportunities invitations to go see, do things. Yes, we say no, but no. It's in the spirit that we carry and we give no place. Oh, we're not open to it. We don't talk about it, don't think about it. We don't go there. There's no room in us for such feelings or thoughts or ways. And that is what the Lord is trying to show us here. Give no place to the devil. Do not entertain his thoughts. In Corinthians, the Apostle Paul says, we are not ignorant of the devil's devices, his trickeries. Uh, Ephesians 6 talks about his trickeries, his deceptions. I read a paraphrase a very long time ago and it stuck with me. Do not let Satan get a grip on you by twisting your thoughts, for we are well aware of his mind-orientated strategies. You see, it often comes with a little thought, a little thought that comes to your mind. It's like in, oh, in 2015 or 16, somewhere in there, I was sitting in a chair in my home, and this thought just came. You used to, and it reminded me of me ministering in Armenia in 1998 and seeing great miracles of Jesus. And, and, and that came, you used to. And, and I had a moment that I've thought that, but it came with a depressive feeling like you're a failure, you missed it, you could have had it, should have had it. You know, it's all over now, it's all gone, that disparaging feeling. And instantly, the Holy Spirit in me came up in me to defend me. And I said in my heart, I was no more righteous then than I am now. That did not happen because of me, but because of Jesus. And he is the same yesterday, today and forever. And I said, how dare you, Satan, come with your discouraging thoughts to me. Get behind me. And the very second that happened, I got a text message 
from one of the pastors in Armenia, Pastor Robert. We're here talking about you. You haven't been for a long time. Can you please come? I went back and the Lord worked greater works than he did than before. You know, the devil will come with thoughts. Uh, it says in John chapter 13, verse two or verse three, Satan already having put it in the mind or in the heart of Judas to betray Jesus, already have given him the thought to go do it. It's so important that we are careful to not just take thoughts when they don't come from our loving Heavenly Father and that we learn to recognize them. And that is a big part of giving no place to the devil. And I want to take you to two parts of the scriptures as part of this devotion. The first is 1 Peter chapter 5. And we'll read from verse 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. So you could see that a part of humbling yourself is to take the burdens or yearnings or desires or wants or needs or have to have feelings of your heart and bringing them to the Lord. The scripture says you have not in the book of James because you ask not. In other words, we need to bring our, our heart's desire before him. Psalm 37 says that if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. John 15, Jesus says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. The key is that we do not allow these burdens, these cares to overweigh our hearts. Jesus says in Luke chapter 21, verse 34. Now just remember that verse. 21 verse 34, take heed to yourselves and be on your guard, lest your hearts be overburdened and depressed, weighed down with giddiness and headache and nausea of self-indulgence, drunkenness, worldly worries and cares pertaining to the busyness of this life. And lest that day of my coming come upon you suddenly like a trap or noose. Do not allow yourself to be so overtaken by what you want, need, desire, that it completely keeps you busy and you are not anymore looking to Jesus. You're not anymore living in the joy of that communion with Him. And so humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God, a lot of our needs, wants, desires are called upon at when it comes to humbling ourselves. Because sometimes, folks, the heart can be quite deceitful in how it can be moody, complain, have really bad attitudes when it comes to what we want, desire, or need. And this is where our humility should be found in complete trust and reliance on our loving Heavenly Father that He will meet all our need according to His riches and glory because He says, be sober. Verse eight, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lying lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him 
by staying in faith, by being steadfast in faith, knowing that that, that the sufferings, the sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. In other words, everybody goes through the same thing you, you and I do. But the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you've suffered a while, will perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. And amen. You see, when we're having to really commit these cares, these desires, these wants to God and say, Father, I know you love me. I know you love me. You are my shepherd. I shall not want I'm not going to be driven by these desires. I'm not going to let it take over my heart and my attitude. No, Father, my heart belongs to you. My attitude is, is the mirror of your spirit, Father. I'm not going to have a bad, complaining, selfish, negative, depressive attitude because of these wants, these needs, these desires. No, Lord, I commit it to you. I cast all my care upon you because you care for me. I know you love me, Father. And you come into that rest of his love. It's amazing how you release God to do the impossible. It's amazing how you open the door for him to begin to work in a way that you may be, wow, 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 look what the Lord's done. So in closing, James chapter three, starting in verse two in the Amplified Translation. We all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. And yet, if anyone does not offend in speech, never says the wrong thing, he is fully developed in character and a perfect man, able to control his whole body and to curb his entire nation. If we set a bit in the horse's mouth to make them obey us, we can turn their whole bodies about. Likewise, look at the ships, though they are so great and are driven by rough winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the impulse of the helmsman determines. Even so, the tongue is a little member and it can boast of great things. So how much wood or how great a forest a tiny spark can set ablaze? The tongue is a fire. The tongue is a world of wickedness set among our members, contaminating, depraving the whole body and setting on fire the wheel of birth, the cycles of man's nature being itself ignited by hell. For every kind of beast or bird or reptile or sea animal can be tamed and has been tamed by human genius nature. But the human tongue can be tamed by no man. It is a restless, undisciplined, irreceptible evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord, the Father, and with it we curse men who are made in his image. Out of the same mouth come forth blessing and cursing. This, my brethren, ought not to be so. Does a fountain send forth stimulatingly from the same opening fresh as well as bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine figs? Neither can the salt spring furnish fresh water. Who is there among you who is wise and intelligent? Let him by, and by his noble living show forth his good works with the unnoble humility 
which is the proper attribute of true wisdom. Humility is the attribute of true wisdom. But if you're bitter, jealous, have envy, are contentious, full of rivalry, selfish ambition in your uh, 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 in it, and thus be in defiance and false to the truth. This superficial wisdom is not such as comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, animal-like, even devilish, demonic. Wow, what's he saying here? When you have in you selfish ambition, strive for desiring, wanting, needing things, and you cause that to take over your mouth and begin to speak with a, with a wrong spirit, it opens the door for the devil. So much of how we keep the door shut to the devil or open it has to do with how we speak. Jesus gave no place to the devil when he went to Calvary's cross because he opened not his mouth except to say those things the Father had taught him to say. So much of how we give place to the devil has to do with how we speak about things, how we speak about things. Sometimes, folks, we don't know what to say about something, but we can say this, I know my Father loves me and He knows my needs and He meets it according to His riches and glory. You see, how we speak about things will determine if the devil has place or not. The way you talk about yourself, the way you talk about others, the way you talk about your own family, your house, your circumstances will determine how much access the devil has. I want to encourage you today. Guard your mouth. Set a seal over your mouth. Make a covenant with your lips to not sin against God with your lips. David said that in in the Psalm, Psalm 38 or Psalm 39. He says, lest I sin with my tongue. I kept silent. It is sometimes when the enemy is around and there's pressure and he's pushing in on the needs, the desires, the wants, and he's trying to start unleash hell in your home or hell in your relationship. It's so important to learn to keep your mouth shut. And I know how impossible that can seem to be, but God will grant you by his spirit to know what to say and what not to say. Listen to this in closing. For wherever there's jealousy, envy, contentious, rivalry, selfishness, selfish ambition, there also will be confusion, unrest, disharmony, rebellion, and all sorts of evil and vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure, undefiled, peace-loving, courteous, considerate, gentle, it's willing to yield to reason, full of compassion and good fruits. It's wholehearted, straightforward, impartial, unfined, free from doubts, wavering and insincerity. And the harvest of such righteousness and conformity to God's will and thought and deed is the fruits of the seed sown in peace by those who work for and make peace who in themselves and in others, that peace which means concord, agreement, harmony between individuals with undisturbedness and peaceful mind free from fears, agitating passions and, passions and moral conflicts. 
How do we not give place to the devil? By living in such a place of God's Word, guarding our heart and our mouths. The Bible says the Word is near you in your heart and in your mouth in Romans 10.10. 10. And that we speak only what God's Word says. And we speak only what we know the will of the Lord is. And when the enemy comes in and batters and batters on the door and tries to break it down, you speak the Word of God. You speak the Word of God. You speak the Word of God. You speak what you know is God's will and God's Word. And the devil will have no place. Friends, within our own willpower, we do not have enough to keep the devil out. But there's something much more powerful than your own will. Your will is important, but what's more powerful than your will is the Word. It's the Word of God. We can withstand Satan by the Word that we speak. And we speak God's Word into the situation. And you need to realize that some of the attacks or troubles or hardships you have are continual harassment of the devil. And the way to put a stop to it is by watching your mouth and speaking God's Word. And I believe that the enemy will be put to flight. And I'll close with this example from Luke chapter 4 where Satan came up against Jesus when he was having hunger. And the devil played into that hunger and said, well, if you're the Son of God, why don't you make bread out of these stones? And Jesus withstood the devil's insinuous thoughts, his deceptive thoughts. He withstood them by saying, it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And Satan left him because he could not gain access. I believe that the devil's attacking you, he will leave if you will, stand, if you will withstand him with the word of God. Amen. Have a good day.